Welcome to Animals in Europe, a podcast presented by Eurogroup for Animals, the animal advocacy organization uniting members across Europe and beyond. Join us as we discuss current affairs affecting animals along with expert special guests. My name is Reineke Hameliers and I'm the CEO of Eurogroup for Animals. Today we are talking about the online illegal pet trade and how the new Digital Services Act could help to tackle it. As we record this podcast, the European Parliament is discussing this very important new legislative proposal that aims at better regulating the online market. Because as you know, today the majority of animals are sold online, which leads to serious issues for the welfare of animals and the protection of consumers. So I'm delighted to speak with two guests who know more about the topic. Georgia Diamantopoulou, who works as the EU Companion Animal Policy Coordinator at Four Paws, and Marianne Fernandez Perez, a lawyer and digital policy officer at the European Consumer Organization, BEUK. Hello, Georgia. Hello, Marianne. And welcome to a new edition of our podcast, Animals in Europe. And today we are discussing um, the online um, trade and the online uh, sales of pets, a very important uh, topic that is uh, at the moment on the legislative uh, uh, agenda. But before we zoom in on the problems and the solutions, I would like uh, to ask Marianne, um, how did you uh, end up working for a consumer uh, protection organization? Thank you very much for the invitation. Pleased to talk to you today. Um, I decided to work for BEUK to defend consumer interests because I think um, it is very important to work on something you believe in and something that you think that uh, can contribute to make the world a better place. There are many issues that we see um, in the digital environment and I believe that BEUK is, is doing a great job in ensuring that um, consumer interests are represented in Brussels. Thank you, Marianne. And now, Georgia, you are um, not advocating uh, for consumer rights, but for animal protection. Um, how did you end up in the animal protection movement? Hi, Renike, and thank you very much for having me here today. Um, so this is actually a really interesting question for me. I previously worked for um, a European media and the European Parliament. And indeed, for the past three years, I'm the policy coordinator for companion animals at the European Policy Office of Forpos, which is a global animal welfare organization um, for animals um, under direct human influence. And this is something that um, I love doing, advocating for animals um, and trying to make uh, you know, Europe a better place for them um, eventually. Yeah, that's well put, uh, Georgia, eventually, because we are still far from that, especially when we see what's happening, for example, with the unscrupulous trade of uh, pets, uh, mainly online. Can you tell our listeners what are the main problems with this online sales? Because people may think, oh, it's also a convenient way to, to buy a pet. Sure. Um, so um, the Internet has very quickly become the main channel to buy and sell pets. And although member states and experts agree that um, illegal pet advertisements are really all over the internet, 
The online trade remains very much unregulated and fraud is very difficult to detect. Um, the problem is that um, while the internet is like a very convenient means for people to acquire pets, and these are people who really love pets, huh? um, there are so many um, illegal sellers out there and unscrupulous operators that um, exploit the anonymity provided by online marketplaces and um, they very much benefit from the lack of seller identity verification when they place an advertisement. Um, as such, it's pretty much impossible to figure out what the origins of the offered animals are. The animals are untraceable. And eventually there is really no means to verify um, the identification information of the animals and uh, consumers alike. So we see the illegal online trade as like a really pressing problem for the EU to address um, right now. And um, Marion, these issues Georgia was just um, uh, explaining, is this a common issue? Do you recognize these issues also for, you know, other things that are being sold online? I don't want to say goods uh, or products because clearly animals are not, and uh, we will come to that later on. But, but is this a, a, a common problem with online sales? Unfortunately, the answer is uh, yes. Um, so we see that, I mean, our lives are increasingly spent online. We shop, we socialize, we find entertainment, we work, we communicate through the internet and online platforms on a daily basis. And, and with the COVID pandemic, we have seen that that uh, increased. And, and we expect our online environment to be safe, but the reality is that consumers are not um, that safe online. Uh, we have found as consumer organizations uh, many dangerous products and, and scams being offered uh, in, in online platforms. Also, we have seen uh, a lot of fake reviews. Um, I mean, just to give you an example, several of, uh, of our members, several consumer associations have found that out of uh, 250 products purchased uh, in online marketplaces, two-thirds uh, were not complying with safety tests. Um, I mean, and we're talking about uh, things like a smoke alarm that does not detect smoke <laughs> or um, toys that have chemical levels that surpass the limits uh, allowed by, by, our, by our legislation. Um, so clearly, we have a problem that there are a lot of illegal activities online and we see that platforms um, take very little responsibility um, in fact we don't think that platforms sufficiently verify who um, can offer things to consumer um, and um, what services and, and products uh, are being sold to, to them. So more needs to be done, unfortunately. Yeah, and Marianne, if I can ask you a follow-up question, because why uh, are these platforms not taking that responsibility to make sure that consumers can buy safe products and are, and are well informed. Why is that not happening automatically? And is this industry not self-regulating itself? Because it's very bad for their reputation, not? 
Yes, I think these uh, players care when we issue press releases saying that um, we have found uh, several illegal activities in their websites and applications. However, um, I think the problem persists because there's no uh, strong um, legal obligations in place and enforcement applicable uh, against these platforms. So therefore, they have no meaningful incentives to improve how their uh, websites and applications look like and how they can protect consumers. Um, basically, we, we find that uh, the platforms themselves uh, have not managed to self-regulate um, in a way that it's uh, up to an, uh, a high standard. And, and that's why um, yeah, we, we just need legislation to solve these issues because clearly the market has not uh, solved the, the problems um, itself. No, that, that's very clear. And before we will zoom in on um, the solutions, um, Georgia, do you think that animals should be sold uh, online? Because clearly we are talking here about products and goods and commodities, but animals are sentient beings. So is this, you know, should, should we call for a ban on online sales or what do you think? Renegade, this is a very um, interesting question that you're posing and um, this has been actually part of the debate for many countries, whether they should regulate the online trade or eventually um, ban it. And um, that was actually um, a challenging question for, 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 for pose also. But eventually we saw that, um, you know, the, the future, in the future everything um, would be happening online. So eventually there is no way um, stopping consumers from looking to acquire a pet online. So um, basically regulating the online trade instead of banning it um, seems more feasible and realistic for us um, because like we've seen with many products when you try to ban them then these find other channels to um, get to the market and this is where animal welfare, um, public health would be severely compromised. So we would rather have the online trade regulated and uh, um, make sellers traceable, um, remove the anonymity that they currently enjoy at large, and then um, say that we have uh, a controlled market in a way. Obviously, animals are scented beings. Um, however, um, realistically speaking, we have to accept reality that people would always seek to, um, you know, get their companions and we very much advocate for um, adoptions. Um, however, when animals come from legitimate, responsible breeders, um, we um, cannot but um, encourage people to always opt for these sellers instead of looking to buy animals that have been like poorly socialized as a product, poorly socialized um, and also of um, poor health status um, as products of the illegal pet trade, which is like, uh, which takes place in the, in the most cost-efficient way and um, compromises their well-being eventually. That's, that's very clear, Georgia. So we really need better regulations uh, to make sure that um, uh, this, this fraud, but also this lack 
of, uh, of, of proper information to consumers um, will be tackled. So Marianne, uh, there is a new legislative proposal on the table. It has been for a while now and the parliament is discussing it uh, as, as we speak. Do you think that this new Digital Services Act will provide the solutions uh, Georgia was just referring to? So the Digital Services Act is indeed a great opportunity for um, legislators to to improve the current online environment. Um, indeed, we see parallels to, to what Georgia was saying. In fact, we see three main things that the Digital Services Act can do to solve uh, the issues that we have been discussing. The first one um, is uh, to ensure that platforms will carry out regular checks uh, on um, the trader information that is put on their websites and also that they conduct random checks on products and services that these traders put up in in the platform um, because we again see that um, it's just, the checks do not really exist. In fact, um, fraudsters can create fake ads only within hours. It just takes an hour of research to find dodgy uh, trader offers online, and it can just take a few minutes to upload a previously flagged um, illegal product um, from a marketplace like Amazon. Therefore, having better uh, traceability of traders, but also products and services can, can really help. The second main solution uh, that we foresee is to uh, hold online marketplaces liable uh, when consumers suffer damages. And this is like a last resort mechanism where if, um, if the consumer suffered damages, for example, because the product they bought is faulty or because the, the consumer rights are not respected and the trader cannot be found, for example, the marketplace should be there um, to assume responsibility and not just say, I'm not liable for the problems that you're having. Um, this would really help. And the final uh, main point that, that can really help the situation is to have an effective and uh, swift enforcement because we can have the best rules that um, we can imagine, but if they are not going to be enforceable, uh, they're not gonna, we're not going to see much change uh, in the market. Therefore, we need to ensure that authorities have the right tools. They can um, hold these platforms to account in a swift manner, and there can be remedies in place for consumers that are harmed by the illegal activities um, and uh, you know lack of respect of the obligations that these platforms would have towards them. So with these three ingredients, um, you know, the DSA can really contribute to improve the situation. That's great. And um, Georgia, do you think that these three ingredients will indeed also um, uh, significantly improve the sales uh, of pets? And, and, what would and what would change, Georgia, if this was to be uh, applied? Uh, so, uh, if I buy a puppy now, uh, compared to a new situation, um, how would that look like? So, um, indeed, we strongly believe that the DSA, um, the Digital Services Act, is an excellent um, opportunity, including um, for for the online pet trade. Notwithstanding that it's like a horizontal uh, piece of legislation. Um, so we believe that um, in order to eliminate fraud and protect consumers, 
the DSA should mandate um, online platforms to obtain and verify the information provided by by sellers, as as Marian said, and uh, that should uh, that should be through minimum validation checks on the identity of sellers and on on the identity of animals themselves against databases that hold this information and by using um, cost-effective and GDPR-compliant authentication tools that um, are able to secure um, both seller and um, animal traceability. And um, I just want to say that this would be also very much in line with um, the Know Your Business Customer principle of the DSA, but also um, with a call for measures for safer online pet trade as enshrined in the Parliament's resolution of 2020 on protecting the EU's internal market and consumer rights against the negative implications of the illegal trade in companion animals. Um, so we think that in order to phase out unfair commercial practices and misleading advertising, uh, platforms must ensure seller traceability by verifying those very specific information that are required uh, from them to advertise and that the DSA should mandate uh, the use of softwares to validate against databases the submitted information of the seller and the safety information of the of the good, let's say, um, in this case, we're speaking about animals. So, but regardless, we're speaking about information uh, pertaining to the labeling and uh, the registration of those uh, products, if you want. And, you know, dogs also have registration numbers almost everywhere um, in, in, the, in the EU. And that should be for the mitigation of risks posed by these specific sort of types of offered um, goods and products. Um, for the pet trade, um, this could mean that only animals that are registered under identifiable, hence traceable sellers could be advertised online. And um, there is one software that's able to provide for that, that would be Europetnet's PetSafe tool. And um, it basically um, provides a software that um, does a backend check for the platform and is able to guarantee that the, the animal to be advertised is registered at a traceable seller who is, of course, not anonymous. So we think that the DSA is really a great opportunity and that the Parliament and the Commission and the Council should make the best out of it because um, it's really a unique chance to be a game changer for the online spectrum. Yeah, Georgia. And does it also mean that, for example, if I was to buy um, an animal that uh, doesn't have the same age as advertised uh, or an animal that uh, turns out to be sick, that uh, I can hold uh, the platform accountable uh, or will I then be able to hold the, the breeder accountable? Because that's lacking at the moment, right? Totally. Um, actually, what should happen and what consumers expect to um, expect to happen is that um, in case of missale, they are somehow able to trace back the seller, and this is not the case right now. Um, we see that the disproportionate burden of tracing back, back the seller is placed um, on consumers um, almost entirely because platforms cannot provide any reliable leads um, to consumers or the authorities that would eventually lead back to um, the seller, lead back to the breeder. And they cannot provide any reliable leads because they do not have any reliable information, right? 
So anybody can uh, advertise under various profiles uh, by using, for example, different email accounts and um, then disappear, uh, leaving the consumer with like uh, a dangerous product or in this case, um, a severely um, sick or even dying animal. And then the consumer is just left with, um, you know, high veterinary bills, high training costs, and, and no it's protection traumatizing, of the right? It's traumatizing when you experience that, and you, yeah, you 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 think you have found your 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 new family member, and then it dies. Um, uh, so no, um, there's a lot uh, of things that need to be improved. And Marianne, I wonder, you know, with all these changes. Uh, how do the platforms uh, react, the online platforms? Are they cooperative? Do they also want uh, these improvements? Because I think this will also uh, help their reputation. Well, unfortunately, uh, most platform players that can have a representation in Brussels, and I say that because only the big ones really have meaningful representation here, uh, want to ensure that the law will be as weak as possible. Um, we're actually trying to counter this uh, lobby. I think what is good uh, about this proposal is that there is a consensus among uh, different NGOs like Eurogroup for Animals, um, consumer associations like BELC, but also some industry players that uh, would like to, to, you know, to see the changes that we've been discussing um, in the law. Uh, and in fact, uh, we see that, uh, yeah, that platforms don't, I mean, the business model is great if you think about it, because basically they get profit from what is sold and offered in their platform. And in return, they don't have a lot of responsibility by the law. Uh, so that's why they just want to keep the status quo. And, and uh, legislators have a unique opportunity with the Digital Services Act to change uh, what's wrong nowadays and really bring accountability to these and, you know, digital environments that uh, you know, we didn't have um, some uh, years ago. We need to understand that the Digital Services Act is actually reforming a law that uh, dates back to 20 years ago. <laughs> and 20 years Goodness. ago, there many of these companies <laughs> did not even exist. No, no, the whole landscape was so different. And, and Marianne, exactly. um, um, is the proposal good enough, you know, and does it already uh, contain uh, the three ingredients you mentioned uh, before? So um, the, the verification, the liability and the improved enforcement, or do we still need lots of support from MEPs and member states to improve it? We need a lot of support from uh, policymakers to make the text that uh, was proposed um, stronger. I mean, there there's some part of the ingredient list that I mentioned mm -hmm. is in the proposal, but we think that we can go further and then it's now a matter of political ambition. Um, so I just take the opportunity now, uh, if there's any policymaker listening to this podcast to, to ensure that, you know, they, they are courageous and, and decide to to level up the, the the ambition to ensure consumers and uh, you know also in your case animals are are better protected online absolutely absolutely this is a, a very important opportunity um and uh, georgia are there specific things you would like to see improved in the proposal so we very much hope that the text is stronger 
that it acknowledges as a form of um, illegal trade, the illegal trade in companion animals, um, and that it includes robust requirements for the traceability of sellers. So as Marianne said, we would very much encourage um, the politicians and the policymakers who, who might be listening to ensure that the, the article on seller traceability um, provides for um, substantial traceability of all those uh, people that advertise, that advertise online. There are the means to check the information they submit against databases. There are all sorts of databases out there um, made available either by member states or by um, authorized administrators of the databases. And um, only if this information is checked against the database that hold this, holds it, um, it is possible um, to know that it's correct and it uh, represents reality and as such the consumer is protected. And um, the parliament is now discussing this uh, proposal uh, is finalizing the negotiations and then it will go to the council. So Marian, when will this new Digital Services Act be implemented? When will we also reap the benefits of it? It will still take a couple of years, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to uh, take time. Uh, we actually prioritize quality over speed. So if policymakers need a bit more time to have a strong text, that is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, well, at least we should wait uh, for a couple of years to see this uh, implemented in practice. That's why if we need to wait that long, at least let's do it right. It's a unique opportunity and you don't get to regulate um, platforms every day. Um, so we cannot miss this opportunity. No, and it will potentially, as you said, be a game changer. Um, and Georgia, we don't need to wait, uh, I guess, uh, till this new piece of legislation comes into force. What can we do in the meantime to make sure that uh, animals are better protected in the online marketplace? Well, what we can do is keep informing consumers and all um, involved stakeholders on how to responsibly acquire pets. So we have been working a lot with consumers, trying to educate them and show them that um, there are ways to identify fraudulent activity and that they should not um, um, uh, sort of um, succumb to the need for instant gratification. They should wait in order to um, find a responsible breeder and uh, be patient enough to um, acquire and accommodate the new member of their family. So we're working a lot on consumer information, but also what's very important is to keep um, keep holding platforms accountable. And we see that many of them are very much aware of the legal activity um, in their services. They are very well aware that um, there are operators using their services to promote their legal activity. And some of them are willing to engage, not all. Um, so I would say these platforms, these players should be more focused on offering quality services to their audiences because this is what consumers expect eventually. And um, those platforms that really care to make a difference, um, eventually um, these are the ones who will um, attract um, more audience and um, gain visibility, including by uh, you know co cooperation with trusted flaggers um, and the use of softwares and the use of tools that are available there to ensure that the products that they're offering are safe for consumers 
and that the operators advertising on their services can be held traceable and accountable eventually. Thank you so much both uh, for your great work for better consumer protection and animal protection. Um, and um, if you as a listener are interested in following this file, uh, do check out our website www.jurgoforanimals.org um, to, to know more about when this Digital Services Act will see the light, but also what you can do in the meantime. Thank you so much uh, again, um, Marion and, and Georgia, and best of luck. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. We will be closely following the progress of the Digital Services Act over the coming month. So you can keep up to date with the latest news on this dossier via eurogroupforanimals.org. Thanks for listening to Animals in Europe. You can find our podcast catalog on our website, eurogroupforanimals.org. You can also subscribe to the Animals in Europe podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Join us next time as we build together a Europe that cares for animals. Thank you.